Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 430, How to Let Go of Your Books, by Corny Carver of beingmorewithless.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you, for free, and today's Minimalist Monday post comes from Corny Carver of Be More With Less, and I picked it because I often see this question asked, what do I do with my books if I'm embracing minimalism? So finally, I have a post that talks about it. And with that, let's get to the post as we optimize your life. How to Let Go of Books by Corny Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com Books are rarely thought of as clutter. I did my best to protect my books when I began my journey to live with less. I saved books from childhood, boxed them up, and moved them to wherever I lived even though I only opened most of them once or never. Why was I holding on to books that I had already read or that I might read someday? As I saw how my life improved by living with less in other areas of my life, I thought about why I was holding on to books and what would happen if I let them go. At first, I donated a few books at a time, and then I read this in a book. Quote, you have a garden. If you ever get sad that you don't have a garden of your own, remember that you have hundreds of beautiful gardens all over the city and all over the world. Try to erase the language of want from your head. You have everything you need. Jamie Morrison Curtis. You have a garden translated immediately in my brain to you have a local library and plenty of other sources to acquire books. Why did I need my own library? Like a garden, books give us an opportunity to grow, dream, and share. How to let go of your books. Number one, box them up. Put all of your books in boxes and put the boxes out of sight for 30 days. Did you miss them? If not, donate them. If you did miss them, what did you miss? Was it a certain book or the idea of owning lots of books? Number two, make a list. Start a list of books you would like to read on Evernote. An electronic reading wish list will help you when it's time to decide what to read next. It also eliminates the urge to buy a new book as soon as it's available. I have a list of books I want to read and a list of favorite books. If I want to reread something, I check with my local library to see if it's available. Number three, give it away. Once you finish a book, instead of placing it on the shelf to collect dust, give it away. Give it to a friend, retirement community, or local library. Share the stories and ideas that you enjoy. Number four, quit. It is not your responsibility to finish every book you start. If you get to chapter three of a book and are bored and uninspired, give it away and move on to a book that you enjoy. Life is too short to read bad books. Number five, buy books. You can get books at your local library and from friends, but I also recommend buying books to support writers and artists. I don't buy much anymore, but I do still purchase books. I love reading and am almost always in the middle of a book. 
I used to read two or three at a time, but now find that one is enough. I used to be comforted by the fact that when my book was finished, I had endless choices on what to read next. But when I started to examine my behavior, I realized that I rarely went to my bookshelves for my next read. Instead, I bought a new book, or two or three. Now I work for my workflowy list and a small collection of books that I haven't read yet. Letting go of my books helped me to realize that I don't really know what I want to read next. It's allowed me to be more open to reading exactly what I need in each moment. I can also really appreciate books for what they really are, ideas, thoughts, words, inspiration, entertainment, instead of just ink on paper. Special book circumstances. Cookbooks. If you love to cook and have been collecting cookbooks for a long time, this will be challenging. Review your cookbooks and remove any book that you haven't cooked from in the last year. Box them up for 30 days. If you don't remember what you put in the box, donate it unopened. If you're holding onto a cookbook because it has one recipe that you love, copy the recipe and let the book go. Ebooks. Digital books for your computer, Kindle, or iPad don't take up any space in your home, but those ideas, thoughts, words, inspiration, and entertainment take up space in your brain. Buy them when you're ready to read them and don't feel compelled to save them. It's unlikely that you will read them again. Sentimental books. If someone that you love gave you a book or you have a collection of books by a favorite author, you may feel guilty getting rid of it. Less is not nothing, so hold on to a book if you want, especially if it makes you happy. If it's stuffed in a box somewhere, take it out and photograph it or scan the inscribed page if there is one. Let go of the book and hold on to the memory. I keep a list of what I want to read and that helps when someone recommends a book. I don't forget the title and don't feel pressure to read it right away. I also have a list of books that I've read since October of last year. My reading list is a good way to share what I've read and a reminder to check out authors I really liked and see if they've written other books I might enjoy. I love books and know that this might be hard for you. Sometimes we are emotionally tied to books. Take it slowly. If you wanna see what it's like to live without your books, get them out of sight for a bit. See how you feel and how that changes your reading habits. If you are happy with the changes, take the next step and let go. You just listened to the post titled How to Let Go of Your Books by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. I hope you enjoyed that. If you're new here and found this podcast because I commented and mentioned that you could check it out, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Hello. And please subscribe in a podcast app to get more episodes for free. I think that's enough for today. It is Monday. I hope you have a nice start to your week. And I'll catch you next time where your optimal life awaits.